When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. The Sensemaker. Hello, I'm Tomini and this is The Sensemaker from Tortoise. One story every day to make sense of the world. Today, the family who run Sri Lanka and the country's economic collapse. So without gas, we can't do anything. Without carcinol, we can't do anything. So last thing, we have to go to the dye. The next month, you can see Sri Lankan people without food, lot of people die. This man isn't a protester. He's just queuing for gas so his family can cook. Every day across Sri Lanka, millions of people are having to queue for basics. Fuel, food, medicines, baby milk, you name it. Often, the queues turn violent. Thousands have been injured. MPs who support the government of President Gotabaya Rajapaksa have had their houses torched. Some have had to swim to safety across a lake in the capital, Colombo. Rajapaksa's political base, Sri Lanka's Sinhalese majority, has turned against him. In April, his entire cabinet, including his brother, the Prime Minister, resigned and fled. The clamour for the president to go too is deafening, on the streets, in parliament and in the media. But he won't. He's digging in, which prompts a simple question. Why? Roger Paxa is not exactly charismatic. Two weeks ago, he gave a speech to the nation. He sounded more like a doctoral student defending his thesis than a president fighting for his political life. But he did actually win the election in 2019. He had a few things going for him. One was name recognition. For the Rajapaksas, running Sri Lanka is a family business. At one point last year, there were five of them in the cabinet, including the Prime Minister, Gotabaya's older brother. Also, he was known as a tough former soldier and defence minister in Sri Lanka's long and bloody civil war. And we'll come back to that. And there was this. Sri Lankan police arrested seven suspects just hours after the Easter Day bombings, following a raid that left three officers dead. One of the blasts at about 8.30 this morning was caught on cell phone. Up close, the carnage was shocking. On Easter Sunday 2019, bombers linked to the Islamic State killed 269 people in a series of attacks on churches and hotels in Colombo. Seven months later... Rajapaksa ran for the presidency on a promise of better security and won. It wasn't a great time to be president. Sri Lanka depends on tourism and the bombings drove tourists away. Then COVID kept them away for most of 2020 and 2021. Just as they started returning this past winter, the war in Ukraine drove up energy prices and Sri Lanka had to import almost all of its gas and oil. A country with deep pockets and a diversified economy could probably have weathered this storm. 
but that isn't Sri Lanka. For the past decade, its governments have borrowed billions, mainly from China, for big, wasteful infrastructure projects and to pay the interest on its loans. Between 2015 and 2019, 89% of new debts were taken on to pay for old ones. It was more like a Ponzi scheme than actual economic management, and now there's nothing left. Here's the new Prime Minister, Ranil Wickremesinghe. I'm not looking at the books. I know the books are cooked. I can't look at it at the moment. But what the economy is, I will, if you understand, one is the monetary side of it. But, okay, you are, we are now dealing, we are dealing with the IMF on the monetary side. But the real economy is not functioning. By the time of this year's energy price squeeze, everyone knew the game was up for the Rajapaksas, including the Rajapaksas. In his speech to the nation, the president made a point of promising a new government without any of his siblings or cousins. But the man himself sticks around like a bad smell. And so does the question, why? In the 1990s, after a successful career as an army officer beating back Tamil insurgents, Rajapaksa went AWOL. He emigrated to America and settled down as assistance analyst in Southern California. He returned to Sri Lanka in 2005 to help one of his brothers run for office, but often went back to the US on holiday. And it was there, in a supermarket car park in LA in 2019, that a private investigator walked up to him and served him with court papers in a manila envelope. He was being accused of war crimes committed on his watch as Defence Minister in 2009. The families of a murdered journalist and a tortured Tamil fighter wanted to put him on trial in the States. Activists say thousands were killed and tortured on Rajapaksa's orders. Patients were killed and... uh Patients who were in the hospital were killed, and there were outdoor patients waiting for treatment. They were killed, and, you know, there was a medical store where they kept the medicines. Those were destroyed, scattered all over the place, you can see. Ambulances was destroyed. So I have seen that personally. Roger Paxer denies everything, despite grim evidence, including mass graves found in so-called no-fire zones, to which Tamil fighters retreated at the end of the war. The accusations haven't gone away. But, and here's the thing, the presidency gives Rajapaksa immunity from prosecution. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you Everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. In fairness, he could have tried to impose martial law. Instead, he's promised to end corruption and revise the constitution to limit his own powers. Then, he says, he'll go. But in the meantime, the man he's appointed as Prime Minister, Wickremesinghe, is an old-timer who's had the job five times before. He's acquired a reputation as the Rajapaksa's in-house troubleshooter. Uh, the people 
uh, are asking the president to leave office uh, and they are undeterred by anything or oh, for over a month uh, they are protesting on the streets they have camped outside his secretariat and all of that and then he goes and now appoints a person as prime minister who couldn't even win his own seat in parliament at the last general election we have a, as president somebody who has just lost his mandate and we have as prime minister somebody who never had a mandate Wickremesinghe is pleading for time we are getting back on our feet we need your assistance for a year whatever we get from you we'll repay certainly and help us to do it we are the longest and the oldest democracy in asia a democracy in which people power somehow isn't working Thanks for listening to The Sensemaker. While you're here, I'd like to tell you about another Tortoise podcast you might enjoy. It's called The Backstory and it's presented by Andrew Neil, who is one of Britain's best interviewers. This week, he's joined by left-wing activist and contributing editor at Navara Media, Ash Sarkar, for a fascinating conversation about why she says she's literally a communist, her support for Jeremy Corbyn, and how she deals with the abuse she gets on Twitter. Listen wherever you get your podcasts by clicking on the link in the episode description. Today's story was written by Giles Wattel and mixed by Amy Harper. The Sensemaker. Hello, I'm Giles Wittell, Tortoise's deputy editor. On the News Meeting podcast, we try to make sense of what should be leading the news with three guests who each pitched the story they think matters most. And once a month, we record a live episode in our newsroom. The next one is on the 27th of March, and I'm going to be joined by the brilliant author and podcaster Elizabeth Day. To come to the event and tell us what you think should lead the news, go to tortoisemedia.com forward slash book. That is tortoisemedia.com forward forward slash book.